Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 100. We've hit the century mark of this awesome podcast for thank you for listening to the show. Wherever you're listening, make sure you five-star rate, subscribe, and support the pod. We've been going for 100 weeks straight, so this is really, really exciting. Of course, we're going to talk about our market update, what's in the news. The roundtable is an exciting concept that I was thinking about this week. And lastly, we will hit question of the week. As always, thank you for listening to the show and hope you enjoy. Our weekly news update. So the major update is in the markets. Um, as we look at it right now, we're getting close to that Santa rally. What is a Santa rally? It's usually the last five trading days of a year have been historically strong for the bulls, strong for the market, strong for the investors. Um, and that's what we're seeing right now. We saw the Omicron variant had a slight pullback, roughly about 4.8% on the major indexes, the same pullback we saw in the Delta variant. But guess what? We saw the same rebound. We're back to new highs. We're crossing new highs on all major indexes with the S&P up over 28% this year, the Dow up over 15. We're seeing pretty congruent bounce backs every time we have any pullback. That's why people that panic and freak out and over every little move in the market are just not emotionally stable enough to be investing wisely. Because um, we had overdone fears. We're seeing a lot of different things with new data about being triple boosted and triple vaccine and triple boosted up for people that is showing that the data is showing pretty much that those folks, generally speaking, farewell against this new variant. So, um, and then we also have the FDA grant emergency use of a Pfizer COVID pill. This would be the first oral anti-drug against the virus. Uh, Merck is also working to have a similar thing. Um, and so this is really that why the markets are one of the re main reasons why the markets are rebounding. Consumer sentiment's higher, meaning people are spending. It's the holidays. A lot of things have bode well for us to finish out a year that's been incredibly strong for the markets finishing it strong. So that's that's of note in the markets. But if you're thinking about it, and if we move to our current events, if you're thinking about the effects of the virus, NYC is a big New Year's Eve city for in, in real life events and hangouts. But a lot of that might be cut down. You're seeing people cut down things because the virus, um, Omicron variant is spreading fast, right? And so people are cutting things down. They're restricting out different areas. And New York's vaccine rate is actually higher than the national average, but cases are doubling. And the mayor de Blasio said, hey, we want to restrict things this New Year's Eve so we're not gathering in large groups. Um, and so you're seeing a lot of people postpone office returns. A lot of the big companies have postponed office returns and, and holiday travel is split. Some people are going, some people aren't. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. So we move to the two, uh, the other big theme of the most recent weeks, which is inflation. Cereal maker, Cheerios maker, General Mills is hiking prices again. So a lot of times when you have inflation pressures, companies will either hike prices or they'll shrink the goods that they're giving you. They'll, the shrink will be so minute that you won't even be able to tell the difference unless you look at the packaging. It's called shrinkflation. But there's, there's inflation, obviously, that's helping that's hurting these companies, so they have to increase prices, um, and they may shrink the goods that they pass on to you to also um, help their margins. But they're seeing a lot of pressure. A lot of these consumer staple companies are seeing a lot of pressure with labor and labor and material costs. It's spicy, spiking. Supply chain backups are still 
an issue. Um, and so it's no coincidence that you're seeing that. And now we talked about a little bit earlier. I think it's big news. The, the Pfizer antiviral pill for people infected with COVID. The pill is the first COVID treatment made available outside of the hospital. And because of the convenience factor and low cost, experts are saying it'll be a game changer for limiting the number of COVID deaths. Um, People ages 12 and up deemed most at risk of hospitalization can take the drug orally at home within five days of developing COVID systems. If they do visit, uh, if they do a visit to the ER will likely be unnecessary. So that's pretty big news for our fight against this viral drug. Um, So yeah, I I mean, we don't want to, fill the podcast with all that news, but I think it's important for people to know um, what's going on. And more important news, I think was really interesting. Scanning, scanning the social media sites this week, you saw the big news for people across the world that have federal loans that they were showing that they were going to be extended. The pause was extended by President Biden, um, which is a freeze on student loan payments and interest accrual to May 1st. A moratorium on student loans has been in place since March of 2020. Um, it's received many of its extensions, and it was expected to expire um, next month. Um, but President Biden um, and the White House administration pushed it out for folks till May 1st, which I think a lot of folks saw people celebrating. Just I think people just wanted um, to alleviate pressures on themselves um, with that with that bearing down on them. Um, so that's of note. Stat of the week. It's a cool stat because you know I like basketball. You know I like LeBron James. But he spent more than half of his life in the NBA, which is crazy to know. If you're looking at guys like Tom Brady, LeBron James, they're extending their life through all these crazy, awesome biohacking, different things to extend their career, playing careers, to extend the the life of their their athletic bodies. LeBron James has spent more than half his life in the NBA, which is 6,753 days post-draft. Um, as opposed to the 600, uh, 6,752 days pre-draft. So he spent more than half of his life in the NBA. As we know, he went straight from high school to the league, which is such a cool thing back then. I wish they'd bring that back. You got guys going straight from high school to the league. That's such a cool flex. Kobe, Kevin Arnett, LeBron. Literally, they're playing in a high school gym, and then the next year they're playing in the biggest stage in the, in the world. That's such a cool flex. We got to bring that back, NCAA. Stop messing with those boys. Let them go straight to the league. All right? No reason to stop them. Scammers. Scammers are still at it. Scammers were added heavy, heavy during the COVID relief um, funds. And nearly 100, there was a report that came out that nearly 100 billion intended for pandemic relief funds have been stolen since early 2020. The U.S. Secret Service said the Secret Service is on their ass. The Secret Service said, hey, they, they, they really put out a bombshell report noting that there was scamming um, and, and COVID-related financial scams. Um, the agent um, taped as the coordinator, tapped as the coordinator, told CNBC he's never seen fraud at this scale. And he's been working on fraud investigation for 20-plus years. Um, and you're seeing a lot of these people going to jail. All these schemes have, are being covered. A lot of people are being caught um for really stealing money making fake companies doing all these different things and a lot of them are going to be caught there's been over 100 suspects um arrested but 900 investigations into pandemic fraud are still active um so more to come on that so we have biden's build back better plan they squashed it they was dead but they're still trying to revive it it was a 1.7 billion dollar 
infrastructure pet plan um, to really help and do a lot of things. Social programs, climate friendly perks, universal pre-K, cheaper prescriptions and EV tax credits was squashed. Um, and, and currently there's still lawmakers are still working on it to see if it will be able to, to be revived. Um, and to build back better, I think it makes sense. We, we're printing a lot of money to help our infrastructure, to help things in our in a universally for folks that need it. And so I think there's more to be said about this plan. And if it can go through, we'll keep our eyes on that. But that's our big news update. It was a short one this week, but a powerful one. Next up, we'll talk in the financial roundtable. All right, our roundtable this week. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what I call buying your life back. And I've talked a lot about like entrepreneurship, which I do think is a great thing, but also it's not for everyone. I've said that prior to, so I'm not crapping on a nine to five or a W2 job or, or, you know, corporate. It wasn't right for me, but it's right for a lot of people out there. Most people out there, it is the right path. And so how do you get the freedom, which is what we're all chasing after, right? The freedom to live your life the way you want, spend your time the way you want. And I call that concept buying your life back. What does that essentially mean, right? It means when you're saving your money, when you're investing your money, you are buying yourself time later on that will not have to be spent working in something that you may not like to do or may not want to do, or isn't your number one priority, whether it's you want to do something else. So saving money is basically a way of buying back your own time. So if you're 30, the average, uh, if you're 30 and you retire at 62, for every $18.12 you save today, you buy back one day of your life in the future. So it's important to like break it down in those terms to say, all right, how can I buy back, you know, my life? And I was on a lower salary. So let's look at it and I'm doing calculations in real time. Um, you know, so let's look at it from another standpoint. If someone's, you know, making 150, whatever it is, and they're buying back their time, you know, it would be like 72 bucks that they save per day will buy back $72 that they save will buy back a day of their time. Extrapolate that time to buy 365. So $26,000 buys them back a year of their own time. So if you want to think about that terms, every 26,000 this person would save would buy them back a year of their time, meaning they'd have enough to be able to have that money invested, to be able to live off of their yearly income um, or to live off a percentage of their income in retirement. And there's a lot of different costs of living to live comfortably in retirement. Depends on where you live, what child you spend, how many kids you have, things you like to do. Um, but you know, com comfortably saying people could say they could spend 50 K or whatever they want to in retirement. So that is essentially a concept you want to understand is like buying back your own time, trying to buy back years where you're going to be able to do what you want. And the foundation for that, if we're going back to realistic goals, remember, we know these concepts of, of how we want to do it, but how do you actually get there? Of course, make a budget. That's the foundation that I talk to with my clients is making a budget that they try to stick to, at least a guidepost, understanding the concept of cash flow. I don't think a lot of people understand what cash flow is. If you're making money, where does it actually go? Most of the times people spend it. Um, and that's because they don't understand that, hey, I should be putting this money to work and understanding how cash flow works. And that's just reviewing your budget and your income and expenses, which I pass a free budget template to all clients to make sure that they have that. 
Next, if you're a family, work with your partner. Understand how you can do two things together. Have a plan together. Distinguishing between want and need, I think, is also important. That's just understanding what you think you guys need, have to have, and just something that would be good to have, right? And those are distinctions you have to make for yourself. Make it automatic. I love this one because everyone we have does this. They automatically are able to save and pay into their own retirement and get that invested. They're automatically able to put money away that doesn't even hit their calendar. When it hits the calendar, they're already put into their investment account so that they don't have to worry about, did I move it over? Did I save this month? I don't even have to think about it because it's already done. That's super important psychologically for folks. Um, look for places to cut. Think of your children. Starting now, that's important. And lastly, enjoy life. Um, you still want to enjoy life and make sure that you're having fun living this current life because life is so short. Um, and we know that we want to do the things we want to do. And so that's why we buy back our own time. Hope this is a really fun concept to learn from. And next up, we'll talk question of the week. Question of the week, folks. Question of the week. I have an interesting one that we will dive into. Has to do with cryptocurrency and payments. So the, the reader, listener says, my employer paid me in crypto. It rose 700, 700% in value, and now he wants employees to return the crypto and accept dollars. Um, so the person said, I did some business development work for a tech company on a contract basis. The CEO stated that I would be paid in crypto when I started to work in the spring of 2020. He added a clause in the contract stating the company may elect to pay in USD. I struck out that part of the contract because I was going to risk it because if I was going to risk it to get paid in crypto and the price of all of a sudden appreciated, I didn't want the company to revert to pay me in USD. In August 2020, I received payment for the contract work in cryptocurrency. Since then, the price has skyrocketed 700%. Today, I received an email from the CEO stating something along the lines of, since you didn't generate any revenue for the company and are currently not doing any follow-up work, please send back all the crypto received in August 2020. You can invoice the company for hours worked in USD. So basically stating that he wanted... The money back. Um, it, it's really crazy. Um, so, person, the listener says, "Am I? What am I to do?" So, again, the value of the cryptocurrency had fallen um, since August. Would the person have to pay you in dollars? Um, so, obviously not. So, I don't think this is a fair trade here. Obviously, the employer should abide by the terms of the contract, and any effort to break the contract is, is obviously wrong. Um, and, and obviously as a contracted employee, you have even more security because you can't be fired. Right. Um, and so you understand that you obviously don't want to work with this person anymore because a contract is a contract is a contract. Um, you can't breach it. Um, and you know, that's something to say. So you don't need to send it back. Um, even if you're paid in crypto or dollars, you cannot ask for it back. Um, so you're fine and you're protected. But it's interesting. It's interesting to see that more people are doing that. Again, we might start accepting crypto as payment uh, for different things. But I think it's really interesting to, to see how different people are maneuvering this. Uh, but again, I think in this situation, you are fine and protected. That's all, folks, for this week's episode. We really thank you for listening. Hope everyone has a happy and safe holidays. And we'll talk to you next week.